Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Amplify Her podcast. I am your host, Christina Singh, and the Amplify Her podcast is all about amplifying and uplifting women's voices and stories. Today, I am recording a solo episode, and I want to just chat about a few things that I've been focusing on personally, that I've been sharing online, and that I'm just absorbing right now um, because I've been sharing them with you on social media and so many of you have been responding to what I've been sharing and it's been such a great conversation to have there that I thought I would throw it in the pod and chat about it. Let's do it. Um, I, it is currently midnight in my apartment and other than a nap I took today, this is the first moment I feel like I've had just for myself and something that I'm doing for basically self-care. Like I want to do this to check this off of a, a list that, well, I've, I've literally written it down, but a mental list in my brain of things that I wanted to get done today. But it also feels like a relief and a bit of a release being able to come on here and just chat. Um, it is everyone in my home is asleep. Um, and I am just here in my office with a mic. Um, I've lit, uh, the first candle of the holiday season that I purchased. If you'd like to know what it is, I'll share it. It is a sand and fog candle and it is called winter white it smells so good. It smells like a perfumey Christmas tree and not like the shitty kind. I'm very particular about fragrances and holiday fragrances and candles. Um, this one's a good one. And I know it is because they put it in a few different products, like a little house filled with this smell of, of candle, a little like cabin. That's a candle. Um, I think like one more thing that I can't remember right now, but I'm here in my office with a mic and a candle. I turned off the light because I'm dramatic and because lately, I don't know about you, but I have just been feeling super into ritual. Um, I, I, I do have a cold right now. I caught a horrible cough. So if I sound weird, that's partly why, but I also have a cough drop in my mouth, so I can talk during this podcast. Um, but lately, I have been really, really into ritual, finding small little rituals. Um, it's very odd how a lot of them have to do with fire, <laughs> um, but... 
in the morning I've been burning Palo Santo actually throughout the day, like whenever I'm just like, oh, I just need a moment of centering. I'll sometimes burn it, but in the morning I like to burn some. And I've been lighting more candles and my son is really into candles right now. Like ever since his second birthday, he's been obsessed with blowing out candles. And we were walking down the street yesterday. Um, and on the East Coast, this isn't really the case on the West Coast, but on the East Coast, people put candles in their windows during the holiday season. And these people had like a faux candle in their window. So we're walking down the street and my son see these, sees these candles in the window and he's like, blow out, blow out, blow out. And I was like, what are you talking about? And I realized, oh, he wants to go and blow out these candles. So what I've been doing is when he's been feeling upset or overwhelmed or if I'm in my office and he just doesn't want to do something, I will say, do you want to blow out a candle? And I'll say, okay, we're going to blow out a candle three times and then we're going to go do this thing. And I really see it as like a moment of centering and he loves the happy birthday song, but I'm trying to get him to understand that like other people have birthdays and like, let's celebrate other people too. And um, so we'll sing, you know, like the ABCs or Twinkle Twinkle Little Star and then we'll blow out a candle. And it's such a lovely ritual, I'm realizing, because it's helping him center himself. It's helping him center me. But it's like this really lovely moment of song and bringing us together and like creating space for both of us to unify around this like moment together and take a frustration and make it positive and it reminds me a lot of um growing up I'm I'm half Indian and on my dad's side of the family every morning um my dad's side of the family says prayers and they light um incense and um usually an oil lamp of some sort on an altar to some various Hindu gods that are important to my family. And there are usually pictures of our ancestors um, near that altar. But the prayers are usually sung or chanted in some way. And one person is holding the incense or the um, oil lamp and like kind of rotating it in a circular motion. And it's something that I grew up with. I grew up with that ceremony and I realize I love that and I miss that so, so much. So when I light Palo Santo in the morning or when I'm doing this like centering exercise with my son, it is, um, I feel like it really echoes that, that ritual, that moment of holiness, that divine feeling of bringing yourself into your body, but also outside of your body. And on my mom's side of the family, there's 
some of that as well. I mean, my mom literally makes candles like she obviously is very connected to ritual in that way and like in creating things that people can use to to create ritual in their lives. But around like religion, I distinctly remember my favorite part of the year growing up um, and going to church was the Christmas mass um, and we're Presbyterian. So I, I like do not know very much about religion. It was I went to church, but I was not really steeped in a lot of religion on either side of my family. Like I was it was around me, but I don't know the ins and outs of everything. I I partook in a lot of it, but as far as like the structure, the strategy, the practices, I'm not super great at all of that. <laughs> and I have a lot of embarrassing stories that I can tell around it. But my favorite part of um going to church on Christmas is when everyone would get the a little candle and it would start with one flame. And everyone would light each other's candles and you would sing songs and um, we would all start to go outside and sing songs and this really beautiful moment of grace and holiness and divineness. And um, I think I'm craving that in my life. And I think my son is too. Like, I think he's craving a moment to sing songs and gather around something and take an action. And so it's been really, really great to step into ritual. And as I sit here with this candle lit and um, with this wonderful cough that keeps popping up as I'm recording this, <laughs> I am trying to, you know, sit deeper into my body and come into this space to connect and to have that moment of being in my body and also above that space too. So I hope that that makes sense or, you know, maybe you're feeling similarly about rituals in your life, but I guess I, I didn't really take a moment to reflect on it until recently. Like, oh, I've had these moments around me literally my entire life. So lately, something that I've been really trying to work on. Um, and I think I've, I mentioned this in the last episode that I was feeling like, you know, like life is a wave and I'm, I'm feeling at the bottom of the wave right now. Um, but I'm taking action to, you know, keep riding those waves and I'm really focused on taking action right now. And it is, is hard. <laughs> it is really hard. Um, but I wanted to share some things that have been really working for me and then things that I think are important to remember. So I can't remember if I talked about this in the last episode of the show, but I found that forcing myself to do one thing has been the most helpful strategy in taking action and taking small actions on top of small actions to create a bigger, you know, day of change. Like by far, 
forcing myself to get out of bed. And most mornings I am in bed scrolling. Um, You know, my son will knock on the door. I'll get up or I'll hear him call for me. I'll get up and be with him. But then when my husband takes him to school, most mornings I'm climbing back in that bed and scrolling for a little bit until I say, you know what? This is not what you want to be doing with your morning. So get your ass up and do something. Um, but it's not. Uh, I'm still working on that moment of. Ah, uh, yes, I've woken up. I'm going to go for a walk. Ah, uh, yes, then I'm going to just have the beauty of the universe pour into me. And I'm going to make a beautiful breakfast and tea. And then I'm just going to maybe move my body a little bit more. And like, I'm not a really like I'm not a morning routine person. Um, But I think I'm slowly like I love that I'm slowly taking action to disrupt what I was doing before, which was staying on my phone for a really, really unhealthy amount of time. And then wallowing in self-pity about it when I'm now taking action when I'm saying okay turn on the stove so you can boil water for your tea now go get your cup now go get the tea bags you know those moments are adding up to be a bigger moment (laughs) um, because then I'm thinking well I'm hungry what do I want to eat you know what would probably make me feel better is putting on actual clothes, it'll probably make me feel a little bit more productive or like I, I'm taking more action. So I'm kind of thinking constantly, constantly, like, what will help me take more action and like, what will assist me in wanting to actually do the thing? Because most times, I don't actually want to do the thing. <laughs> and I'm kind of coming out of that for a long time. I, I was in the, I don't want to do anything. No. And it's very easy for me to slip back into that. Or I'm in that I want to do all the things. I, I have this deep desire, but I'm feeling paralyzed and I just can't move. I just can't take the action. So I'm finding, you know, I'm still there. I still have, I, most of the time I have that thought, but I'm like, you're, you're getting exhausted from thinking so much about the thing that you're not actually doing the thing. And I posted online, when you write down something on a to-do list, what have you done? You wrote it down. You haven't done anything except to write that thing down, which is great. You now know what you want to do, but now you have to go do the thing. Now you have to take the action. Just because you wrote it down doesn't mean you're busy. Just because you have 10 things on a list that you need to do doesn't mean you're busy because you haven't actually done any of those things. If one person has the exact same list of 10 things and they've done one of those things, they're busier than you. And I had that like mind shattering revelation, which is not that mind shattering, but for someone who's having a really hard time taking action and like kind of gets in their brain about everything all the time, I was like, well, fuck. Jesus, because I am constantly like, I'm so busy. I'm so busy. But if I'm not doing anything, I'm not actually busy. 
And then the other side of the coin is I'm actually doing a lot (laughs) because I'm tracking what I'm doing. I'm sharing what I'm doing with you all. I'm thinking throughout my day and being more reflective about what I'm doing. And I'm like, oh shit, I'm actually doing a lot. Because if I'm thinking about, you know, getting out of bed, taking care of my, you know, brushing my teeth, taking care of my skin, you know, making tea, making breakfast, moving my body, maybe like that part, I need, I'm, I have a desire to do more of. But putting on clothes, maybe getting my son ready for school before all of that happens, um, doing a load of laundry, you know, picking up something up, clearing off the counter. That's actually like a ton of stuff. But we're all being told that our to-dos revolve around our jobs, that our to-dos revolve around the things that make us money, and that those actions are the most important actions. When in fact, all action is important because you're simply taking the action. Everything that you're doing is important because you're doing it. And say you're really afraid of uh, making a meal. You're just not good at it. And you typically order out, but you decided to make the meal. That's a huge action. You know, say you don't like making eggs or you're just like, it's easier. It's more convenient for you to order. But this morning you said, no, I'm going to make myself breakfast. Like that's a major win. That's a major triumph of action that you've just taken. But we're all programmed to think that those actions at home, the laundry, you know, cooking, all of those things, they aren't as valuable as the actions that make us money or the actions that revolve around our careers. And I just want to say that that's not true because if you list everything you've done in a day, everything, not just about work, everything, you're going to see, oh shit, I've actually done a lot. So this exercise over the past week has been really helpful for me because it's helped me narrow down what I actually need to get done at work and what I want to be doing outside of work. But my brain has been so busy thinking about all of the things I'm not doing that I'm not actually doing anything that I really wanted to get done. And I found that if I'm listing out all the things I'm doing, I can see, oh, wait, hold on. I'm actually pretty fucking busy. So there are all these other things I want to do that I'm thinking about doing and all of these things that I actually am doing. So do they match up with my priorities? Like, are these the things I want to actually be doing? Where can I adjust? What can I do? And I know people have said this tons of times, but if you're not actually practicing it, it doesn't really hit that hard. (laughs) Um, And so I think for me, the thing that really, you know, helped was listing everything I do. You know, I breastfed my baby this morning. (laughs) I washed bottles for 15 minutes. I took my kid for a walk. I played with... um, my child and played with stickers for 15 minutes. I gave my child a bath. I got my dog groomed. 
I went and dropped off a package for a friend. I went and bought toys for kids in the local neighborhood. Like all of these little things that we're programmed to think don't matter, that are unseen, see them, list them out because they are things that you're actually doing. And I actually had someone reach out to me and say, you know, I was thinking about why did it take me, like, why why do I feel so busy today um, when I haven't done anything? And they're like, why did it take me so long to do this one thing? And they were like, you know, I was thinking about the list that you were creating and I realized, oh shit, like I've made the bed, I've cleaned my space, I made food for my partner, I did these things. Like those things are actions. Those are things that I've done. And so... I think we don't often consider what we might call um, those actions to be domestic labor. We don't always consider them as labor, but they are laborious. And those are things that require labor. I mean, think about if you had an endless supply of funds, um, what you could spend your money on to have someone else do for you so you didn't have to do those things. You know, things like laundry, cleaning your home, childcare, um, you know, making food for everyone in your house, running errands, gift giving, planning events. Those are things that many people who have you know, more funds or or more privilege and have that ability to hire folks around do. And a lot of those tasks for everyday people are seen as invisible tasks, when in fact, it's domestic labor, that's labor, you could hire for those things, you could hire people for those things. And the majority, and I i already think you know what I'm going to say, but the majority of people who are doing those tasks are women. So when you're thinking about, you know, all of the things that you're doing in a day and how, you know, oh, I actually didn't do anything. It's because we've been programmed to not see domestic labor as labor as doing things, as taking action. And maybe you're not this way. Maybe you're not thinking like this and you you can't appreciate all the things that you're doing. But for me, for a very long time, you know, something as simple as making myself or my son or my husband a meal can go unseen by me as an action. When in fact, that's a major action. Um, for example, my husband asked me to help him, um, you know, help make some food for our house because, uh, it's his busy season. And this actually typically happens during his busy season as a holiday season. And I will try and do a bit more, um, food prep for us. But he specifically asked, like, would you mind making me some food for my lunches so I could just grab stuff and go? And I'm happy to do that. Like, it's lovely. But that's domestic labor. Like, that is something that, you know, I would do for myself and my son and my husband. 
um, and he would do for us as well. And that's domestic labor. Like when I was planning my um, large event at work in the spring and my son had, um, we all had COVID in my home. My husband watched our child for basically two weeks so I could put together this event um, and parented him for two weeks. And um, that's domestic labor. You know, I think that there are a lot of things that we're not seeing or validating in our lives that deserve to be validated. So part of, you know, why I'm doing this um, and taking stock of my action is because I also am, I mean, all of us are, I think, are, I'm on a, you know, healing journey. A lot of things have been popping up lately, um, in particular this week, around moments of vulnerability, of healing and connecting with my inner child. I've been listening to hours upon hours of Glennon Doyle, um, this week, I've just, and last week, I've just been connecting so much with her work right now. And um, I shared online that a particular interview she did really hit me hard. And I was just minding my business, working on some emails for work, kind of listening to it in the background. And she said something about how, you know, her book Untamed is all about like untaming yourself from these messages. We're all fed about what it is to be a woman or a human on earth. And She said it's about going back to who you were as a little person, you know, little her was, you know, bold and brave and, you know, loud. And, um, and when she was talking about those things, I just started sobbing. (laughs) I just started thinking about little me and all the ways that little me um, endured hardship and all the ways that little me, you know, faced messaging that was so unhealthy time and time again. Little Christina was shown love in ways that was really unhealthy. And, um, you know, it's amazing because when you become a parent, you realize, oh, fuck, my parents were doing the best that they could. And I have so much empathy for my parents. Um, And yet, you know, just like every relationship that anyone has with their parents, you're going to fail your children in a myriad of ways. (laughs) And I was, you know, when I was younger, I was fed a lot of unhealthy messaging. I was shown love in an unhealthy way. And that stifled, you know, that really like put my fearlessness, my bravery, my confidence in a box and kind of kicked it to the back of the attic of me. (laughs) And so now I'm trying to dust off that box and find it in the first place, dust it off, open it up and, you know, pick up each piece and lovingly welcome it back into my home. And that's not an easy process because sometimes you don't really, you're like, well, do I want that? It's really scary to have back in my space. It's reminding me about a lot of things that hurt me. Um, 
but it's also about like embracing it. It's like seeing uh, an old stuffy from your childhood that you've like missed for so long. So I'm on this journey of healing little Christina. And um, part of that is understanding, you know, that these moments, this messaging that I grew up with is part of the reason why, you know, I have a hard time taking action is part of the reason why I have this fear embedded in me. And, you know, I'm very fearful of a lot of things. And um, little Christina was not. (laughs) And she was the coolest. And so I'm trying to really heal those parts of myself to bring them back into me, you know, those those old pieces of me in the box, Um, trying to put them on display. And that is for sure not an easy process. And if you're going through the same thing, which I know some of you are because you beautiful humans have reached out to me about it. And I thank you for that. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you for sharing with me and for your vulnerability. I take none of it for granted, but I know we're along the same paths and journeys in life and in like healing our little selves. And I don't think that ever ends just think it evolves. Um, And healing is certainly not linear. So as I'm listening to Glennon Doyle and working through these things, um, I've just been crying a lot. And, you know, I think last week I shared the story of me crying um, to that video of that family. And this week, it's just, even this morning, I was watching a TikTok on this family that got their first home. And it made me so emotional because somebody in the comments said, if you've never had to worry about having a home or if you never, you know, had this moment that it's huge and I can relate because I had that moment. You know, I remember when my mom moved us out of Los Angeles and we purchased a home. It was the first time I had my own room and I was 14. And I was like, oh my God, this is amazing. Like we have a house that's ours. We're not renting. We're not living in an apartment. Um, and it felt so incredible. And so watching those children run through that house, I was like, I know how this feels. It feels like you have something that's your own. And, um, it's something that can, that like feels impossible. And so I'm having all these emotional moments pop up and these moments I, again, of like young me coming through and, and like healing her and saying like, Hey, like, it's okay. Like you are safe and you are stable. And, um, even when I'm not always that way, like I can provide the tools, um, for me to be safe and stable. And yeah, so I feel like this week, a lot of emotions are coming out, a lot of crying. Um, I'm sick. And my good friend Stephanie for show always says, Oh, you have a cough. It's because you have breakthroughs coming through. You got stuff coming out of you that just needs to get out. And um, I love her 
because yes, I caught this cold from my son and my husband, but like, I'm like, yeah, I do. And I didn't even realize like until I was sending her some voice notes this week. I was like, oh my God, I have a cough. Yes, of course it's this week. Um, so if you're into woo-woo stuff like that, I'm totally here for it. Um, but ultimately, I want to say that if you are, you know, relating to a lot of the things that I'm saying, you know, during this late night podcasting session, I see you, I feel you, I love you. Like this work is really hard. And um, there's a lot of expectations that we can put on ourselves and feel like we're failing every single day. But you're not. You're doing a lot more than you think. And um, yeah, just one, one step at a time. One small step is going to lead to a lot more and a, a big change. And you don't even have to change. You know, like all I'm saying is one step is just going to lead to the other. Um, you know, I watched Stutz, that documentary on Netflix yesterday, and he said you he has this exercise, this tool that he calls the string of pearls. And every action is the next pearl in your string of pearls. So So embrace um, that next small action because you never know what that that final necklace will look like or that string uh, might look like. I feel like there's a lot of metaphors in today's show. Yes. Um, but healing is not linear. I feel you on um, this shit being hard or exhausting or just like, ugh really taking time to do things actually works. Fuck me. Taking time to go outside actually works. Ugh. And then you like do it and you feel great. And you're like, fuck, I feel you. It's a lot, but you're doing a really great job. And um, yeah, reach out if you need anything, leave a voicemail, whatever you need. Let's chat. Follow me on Insta. Hey, um, yeah. Thank you for being here for this um, very Taylor Swift Midnight's session for my podcast. I will see you next week on a new episode of the Amplifier podcast. Um, please never forget that your story matters and that you matter. And I'll see you next week. Bye. The Amplify Her podcast is a part of the Amplify Her Media Network. You can check out more shows on the Amplify Her Media Network over on Instagram at Amplify Her Media.